Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the 15th episode of the Pot Up Podcast. I am Matthew Passy. This week, I am thrilled to bring back friend of the show, Richard Davies. He's the co-host of How Do We Fix It, which we actually featured back in episode eight with his co-host, Jim Meggs. He's also the founder of the digital audio startup, Davies Content. They're focused on helping businesses and organizations boost their brands through podcasts. Richard is on this week to talk about his time at Podcast Movement, which by the time you're hearing this is now almost two weeks old. Now, I wasn't able to go, but Richard was awesome about reporting back and making sure he sent my regards to people there so i'm really thrilled to have him back on pot up talk about his experience and and just sort of you know share with you what he thought were some of the valuable lessons also i finally found some time to catch up and binge on the how do we fix it show and yes richard is a friend so it's easy for me to say check it out it's awesome but seriously if you aren't listening to how do we fix it do yourself a favor and start listening now Richard and Jim are doing an excellent job. They tackle real-world issues with some of the experts in the field, and it's fun, it's concise, it's really, really just a good show, and I, I literally, I, I must have listened to five episodes today uh, on my ride in and out of the city, enjoying every single one of them, so make sure you go, do me a favor, do yourself a favor, go to howdowefixit.me. Again, that's howdowefixit.me. Subscribe to the show, rate and review them, follow their Twitter and Instagram, and like them on Facebook, and sign up for the newsletter. They really put out some great bonus material in their newsletter, so it's definitely worth having. And so before I, I jump in with Richard and before I get to you know the sort of podcast newsiness of the day, uh, I just want to apologize. I actually taped this interview with Richard last week, and it's taken me about four or five days to finally sit down and put together the intro and outro and get this published. Um, I'm not going to make a ton of excuses. I will tell you I've been very busy and I've probably put about 1400 miles on my car in the last week or so. So as you can imagine, like I've just been moving a lot. So some of the references that we talk about on the podcast, they're a little dated. You know, we say last week, that was really two weeks ago, blah, 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 blah. But uh, the point is my apologies. Again, I'm trying really hard to make sure that I give you guys something every single week and so I will make sure to do that going forward. But um, again, really excited to have Richard back on and for you know you guys to hear what he learned. Uh, you'll find out. I learned stuff in this podcast that's going to help me here on Pod Up, and you will too. So make sure you stick around and check out Richard Davies here on the Pod Up podcast. Now, now as we said, going back into the news world, big news coming out. This is from the Wall Street Journal. This broke uh, looked like early Wednesday morning. It looks like podcasting is getting an upfront showcase. The IAB, the Interactive Advertising Bureau, is actually doing a huge upfront showcase for podcasts. This is going to take place September 10th in New York. And, you know, a few months ago, some other 
independent podcast producers. And when I say independent, they're they're not that independent. But, you know, certain podcast companies went ahead and they did their own podcast up front where they tried to get advertisers excited about upcoming shows and sell ahead of time. But this is the first time that they're drumming them all together and doing this marketplace for podcast advertising. So all the big names should be there. You've got your NPR, WNYC, Panoply, PodTrack, AdLarge, Midrolls. They're all getting together so that marketers and advertisers can see just what this medium is doing and how they can get their branding uh, in front of you, the podcast audience. So really, really exciting news for the entire podcast world. Uh, If you want to learn more about this, we'll have a link to the story in the blurb for today's episode. But you can also check out the CMO Today blog at The Wall Street Journal. Uh, It's the title is podcast aimed to lock in advertising revenue with upfront event in September. It's a little wordy, but you, you get the point. Just look for the link in the blurb. It'll be easier that way. But again, great news for podcasting. So look, if you haven't started making money on your podcast yet, be patient, be committed, be passionate. It will be there. Also, uh, we had the podcast professors on recently. Uh, Depending on when you hear this, go check out their latest episode. Yours truly makes an appearance. Had a ton of fun talking to those guys once again. And I got to meet Lidge, uh, one of the podcast professors who wasn't able to make it on Pod Up Podcast. But uh, great show those guys are doing. I had a lot of fun chatting with them. Anyway, uh, time to hit the road and get to the interview. It is time to hear from How Do We Fix It? Richard Davies about podcast movement. Enjoy. Coming back on the Pot Up podcast this week is Richard Davies, the host of How Do We Fix It? That's a weekly podcast where him and his co-host Jim Meggs try and solve real-world issues by bringing on experts in the field. And we are very happy to have Richard back and. Richard, the, the reason why we're bringing you on here today is because you had the pleasure, the joy, and, and the way you described it, just a ton of fun being at Podcast Movement 15. And I wanted to find out, get your impression of it. So, I mean, off the bat, when someone even says Podcast Movement 15, you know, what's what's that first gut feeling that you get? The first gut feeling I get is that it was a little bit like Woodstock without the sex, mud, and rock and roll. It well, was That it may was, have been in the background somewhere. That, no it really wasn't it was kind of an earnest gathering of people who really were anxious to reach out to each other learn from each other support each other which is really nice and then also a whole bunch of seminars and uh, teach-in sessions where people could learn from experts and from people who've actually made money from podcasts so what was your favorite session speaker? What what was the best part for you? I think the best part for me was learning that content and depth of connection with your audience is way more important than downloads. I think there was kind of a divide between those people who were really shills, people, you know, trying to sell a podcast that was very much tied with a business that was say be a millionaire in six months or follow this diet and this will really work for you those kinds of people who are really anxious to sell stuff um, and monetize and those folks who were interested in connecting with their audience and doing something special and I, I really saw a bit of a divide in the conference or in the in the podcast movement between different groups of people so yeah you're saying one group is that group of folks who are trying to 
you know, make money and turn this into a sort of a, it almost sounded like, a, you know, the snake oil salesman of podcasting. Do a podcast. You'll be a millionaire. A little bit like that. Yeah, there were some of those folks. Um, and then there were many more people, I think, who really were, you know, trying to figure out a way to build a community. Now, of course, they want to monetize. We all want to have as big an audience as we possibly can. Uh, my show, How Do We Fix It?, which is really general interest in current affairs, that's a huge challenge for me. You know, how do I find my community? How do we connect? And uh, I got some clues from podcast movement, which is you've really got to engage with social media. That's very important. But that there are no shortcuts. And that was kind of almost a relief to hear that there aren't really good shortcuts to building a true community, people who will really want to turn on your show each week. Now, I just want to go back quickly to those groups. Now, do you think that the the abundance of, you know, as I've unaffectionately called them, the snake oil salesmen and podcasts and sort of flooding the market. Do you think that's going to hurt podcasting or do you think better content, you know, more fruitful, valuable content like your show, you know, like similar topics? Do you think that's going to, you know, win over fans or, or will the snake oil salesman maybe drive some folks away who are trying to pull into this uh, world? I think that's a great question. And Perhaps because I'm an optimist, I think that <laughs> they will be, if not driven out, marginalized. I think that the more we get real podcast content, uh, people like Mark Marin doing WTF with President Obama visiting, uh, shows like yours pot up that gives real value about what podcasts are doing, hopefully shows like mine. I also met a fascinating woman called B. Wilson who uh, was seized by the idea of building a show around uh, mental health, which is not a fashionable subject, but there are a lot of people with family members, if not themselves, who've had mental health issues. That could be a terrifically valuable show and have a really deep and binding connection with uh, the audience. It's that kind of thing that I think is really interesting in podcasts, as it is with the internet. You know, we all have our own hobbies or our own passionate interests. You know, how do we build uh, knowledge? How do we connect with people who are also sharing similar interests? I think that the future for podcasting to a very large extent is through those avenues. It's funny you bring up mental health issues. I mean, because we've seen so many news stories lately, you know, these the theater shooter, the church shooter, you know, now you have the guy most recently who who did it again in Nashville. He didn't even have a gun. I mean, mental health is really it should be one of the top priorities in discussion right now. And so hopefully, uh, you know, that podcast and, you know, a few others that can really tackle it and talk about it and how as a family member you can deal with it and, and help others. You know, I, I really hope something like that does sort of, you know, rise above uh, some of the other fluff that's out there and, and really penetrates the uh, the consumer. Yeah, I think it will to, to an extent. I think what's also interesting in, in the sort of podcast world was, was listening to some of the NPR folks who are spending a lot of money and putting a lot of resources into shows that are beautifully crafted and edited. Uh, shows like, uh, um, <laughs> help me out here, Matthew. Uh, oh, well, I love Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me and uh, This American Life and all those good ones. Exactly. And they really are good radio shows. But I think that what is missing, not from all NPR stuff, but from a lot of those shows, they're great radio shows, but are they podcasts? And I think that what's emerging 
is you know a, a difference. This is a different medium than radio, and I think part of it's because we are consuming podcasts through the buds in our ears, uh, through smartphones to a very large extent, and that that makes it an even more intimate medium than traditional radio in your car. So I think that's going to be interesting to see those shows that are, that provide real value, like you know many NPR shows do, but are more intimate, more relaxed, maybe more friendly, and more informal, and are not done with a, a huge production team and a terrific uh, a, a collection of different sounds in one short show. You know, along those lines, I wonder if if anybody at PM fifteen was talking about Gimlet Media and and what they want to do and sort of become this what they describe as the HBO of podcasting, where they are strictly focused on just digital audio content. They're not putting it out over the radio, but they are trying to produce, you know, create highly produced and very, you know, thought provoking content was, was that talked about where people, was there a buzz about that or were, did they really not have a presence there yet yeah, this year? That's a really interesting point. Gimlet media did not really have a presence there. Um, most of the other big players were really there. Panoply, the Slight platform, Radiotopia, the PRX platform, uh, Midroll, Lipson, all the major companies that you think are associated with this growing, changing, chaotic industry uh, were there. But Gimlet Media really wasn't. And that was kind of striking to me. Um, it, it shows were mentioned. And I think that uh, one of its shows, or maybe even two of its shows, won uh, in the uh, podcast awards uh, last Friday night. But no, in terms of symposiums and seminars, they were not really a presence. And I thought that was a little bit surprising. Oh, I'm very surprised to hear that. So, all right. So I know the, the you know, you started to say one of the big things that you learned there was that the importance of, uh, and we, we sort of talked about this before the podcast was, you know, sort of as a podcast creator, you have to go out there and, and virtually knock on people's doors and tell them, hey, I'm doing this. You'll probably like it. And, you know, you do that through social media and email distribution lists and things like that. But uh, what was another a big valuable lesson that you took away that, you know, you want every podcaster to know about or, you know, or you want every podcaster to experience maybe next year when they show up? Yeah, Eric Newsom, who used to work at NPR and is now working for Audible, uh, gave a, a, a breakout session. And he said that every podcast should be edited and that podcasts, <laughs> most podcasts, are way too long. And I think that's a very important takeaway for podcasters, especially podcasters who just open the mic and, and broadcast their thoughts and feelings. They really should have, um, if it isn't themselves, somebody who's a critical editor who goes, you know what? Some of that stuff's crap. They need to have that, you know, crapometer in their ears, uh, telling them that that some of the content on their programs is is kind of hot air and is not something of of real value. Um, when we record, how do we fix it? You know, we we have people who are pretty media savvy, and I've been in the business for a long time, and we sit down, try and do something that's spontaneous, spend thirty five minutes. Um, recording and for a 25-minute show. And I think that's, that's a pretty good ratio, even if you have people who are you know, really used to speaking professionally and have thought and organized their thoughts before uh, the microphone switched on. So I think that's one thing, was editing. Um, I also really liked uh, what uh, Roman Mars of 99% Invisible said about just upping your game, uh, just 
constantly trying to think of ways to improve the show. I really came away thinking, gosh, you know, I think our show's pretty good. It's not good enough. Um, I think it was Roman Mars who said, do the show that you would really like to turn on every week that is kind of indispensable to your life, that if it didn't exist or, or if you just happened upon it, upon it, you know, one day you thought, wow, that show, I've really got to go back and watch that show. Do that show. So I think that commitment to excellence was, was really important. And then the other interesting takeaway was all the stuff going on outside of the um, conference rooms in the lobby where various companies were selling their wares. And they were very open and interesting uh, to talk to. Um, companies that had new apps or new ways of, of helping podcasters. That was a real assist for me. And I think that you know next year it's going to be even uh, better on that front. But there's no question that we're seeing an industry which is growing rapidly and changing rapidly and is somewhat chaotic. And it was just great fun to be there uh, to um, you know, just speak to people, a lot of different people. It was exhausting uh, about my show and then listening to them talk about their show and, and just trying to learn from each other, both the technical stuff, the content stuff, the how do we get our shows out into the marketplace stuff. Wow. Well, and it's funny that you bring up uh, the first lesson you brought up was the fact about editing and in, and in full disclosure and as a way of humbling myself, you were actually telling me that last week before you even went to podcast movement that you think I could be doing a little bit more editing on the pot up podcast. And I really took that to heart and started to think about the fact that, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm bringing on gas and I, I never want to cut somebody off and I never want to chop off somebody's thoughts, but you really do have to think about the audience's time and not wasting a second of it. You know, even if it's a 30 seconds here, 10 seconds here, every second you cut off there and just, isolate the valuable content is definitely worth it to you and to your growth and and to everything else so between that and and the other couple of lessons that you you know just talked about i i i feel like i am now going to embrace your education you know secondhand from podcast movement yeah well thanks but i i think that there are two conflicting forces at play one is that podcasts really are more informal than traditional radio. And I wouldn't want that to go away. I mean, that's really cool. Uh, I like the conversational aspect, the sort of, hey, it just occurred to me that, you know, that sort of stuff. And on the other hand, uh, the, the, the sense that you just said, that our listeners' time is really valuable. They And also, they have thousands of choices out there. It's so easy for them to just turn us off. Oh, it, it's so true. Well, look, like I said, we've been and and you know, in sort of full disclosure, I know last week's episode that I did with the podcast professors, it went it went a little long, and I'm going to be very cognizant of that. And uh, Richard knows we could chat for hours because we've done it before on the phone. But I'm I'm going to take this moment to uh, you know wrap this one up today because I feel like I actually got a how do we fix it episode from the host of how do we fix it about how to fix my own podcast and you know how all of us can fix our own digital audio product. So. Once again, uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with Richard Davies, co-host of How Do We Fix It? Their tagline is a repair manual for the real world. You're going to want to check out this podcast. They do a phenomenal job. Him and his co-host, Jim Meggs. Some of the recent guests, they've had Dr. Robert Epstein talking about how Google could impact the 2016 presidential election and Adam Levin of Credit.com about protecting your online security and and a superstar in podcasting herself, Farnoosh Tarabi, was on 
how do we fix it talking about finances so you're going to want to go to how do we fix it.me download the podcast follow them on twitter you know they, they do a great job with their social media check out their email list and you know give some love to richard davies and company at how do we fix it richard is a a friend and he'll he'll definitely be back on pot up again in the future so richard is always thank you for joining me and uh uh we'll we'll speak again soon matthew thanks very much and also if anybody does uh go to how do we fix it dot me or fix it show or you listen to the program please give us some ideas on how we can be better he, see even even the man himself wants to know how does he fix how do we fix it thanks See, even when he wasn't trying, how do we fix it? Richard Davies is helping me fix it. So I'm going to be taking some of his advice. I'm going to be working to restructure, reformat, tweak some things in the Pod Up podcast, make this a little bit more palatable, make sure that I am giving you guys a lot of great content in a little bit of time, hopefully making it completely worth your while. So as a quick reminder, again, make sure you are checking out How Do We Fix It? It's howdowefixit.me. Please, please, please give them a listen, subscribe, rate, review, follow them. I'm telling you, they're doing a great job. I mean, what they are doing is what podcasting really is all about. People creating content and providing it to you in just in their own way, just having fun, just doing it their way. And and hopefully you're going to enjoy it as much as I do. I'm telling you, I binge, I binge listen to a ton of them. Uh, driving in and out of the city, and I honestly love every one of the episodes. So go check it out. How do we fix it? Dot me, and of course we're gonna have Richard back again. I'm sure, very very soon. In the meantime, as always, please make sure you're checking out the daily podcast that I am a part of. It's the Hillary Barsky Show. H i l a r i e Barsky is Bar Sky. Hillary Barsky Show. It's available on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, or just go to thehillarybarskyshow.com. And of course, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Pot Up Podcast. Please make sure you're following us on Twitter at Pot Up Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher. Check it out on SoundCloud. Rate and review or send me your feedback personally. If you hear something or you want to hear something change, as you can tell, I'm very amenable and I'm open to change. I just want to deliver a good product. So Please don't hesitate to reach out and let me know what you're thinking, if there are ways that you think we can improve. And I already have a couple of things in the works. Um, I'm very excited for when they actually get launched here on Pod Up Podcast. I think you're going to like them as well. And of course, if you want to get into podcasting or you've recently launched your own podcast or you're doing podcast technology or marketing or anything related to digital audio, I want to talk to you on the show. That's the whole point of this project is to highlight people who are doing great things in podcasting. Um, so please, please, please contact me through Pod Up Podcast on Twitter. Go to my website, mpassyproductions.com. M is a Matthew, P is in Peter, A-S-S-Y, productions.com. Reach out. I'm very open to having almost anybody here on the Pod Up Podcast. I'd love for you to be here as well. So as always, thank you for listening and Pod Up, everybody. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.